escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Just for businesses, MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. We are good together everywhere you go. Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra. This is the Midday News. Midday News is also live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi. We're on a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Kekeli Radio in Ho, ATL FM in Cape Coast, Radio Max in Takradi, Radio Justice in Tamale. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duro Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDPE pipes and water tank. We're Plus goes, water flows. This afternoon, Alan Kujoche maintains withdrawal from the NPP flag bearer race. Sparks mixed public reactions as his political fate hangs in the balance. I think there was an attempt to kick him out of NPP a long time ago. It would have been suicidal for him to have continued the elections in November. I wouldn't have even advised him to even go into this contest in the first place. But is going independent in the 2024 general election a viable option? If he goes independent, I think that can actually strategically change the path of this country. Well, we've been hearing from the NPP in the last few seconds, describing Alan's withdrawal as regrettable and assures of steps to address his concerns. We have details of that and take you live to the NPP headquarters for updates on the scheduled balloting for the November 4th polls. Now, former President Mahama demands the Electoral Commission provides the names, pictures of persons recruited to undertake the upcoming limited voter registration exercise as he calls on the EC to reconsider the decision to restrict the exercise to only district offices. Registration officers, registration assistants and other officials for the exercise will be published at the district level as stipulated by the EC regulations. We'll get to hear the former president's message to first-time voters. An opportunity to start the process towards making your voices heard and shaping the future of our dear country, Ghana. Your vote in 2024 will symbolize your desire for a better Ghana. And as a special prosecutor prepares to seek the confirmation of a court to hold on to the seized money and frozen accounts of former sanitation minister, a private legal practitioner is warning Cecilia Dapar she risks losing the money unless she can justify how she came by it. Whatever considerations motivated her to keep such huge amounts of money in her house could be motivations that border on money laundering to show where she got the money from. If she fails, the money will be confiscated to the state. I'll bring you the very latest on the bill request by 18-year-old Patience Butchie, the lead suspect in the theft case. We have sports. We'll bring you up to speed with the injunction placed on the GFA elections. And we're live in Abuja, Nigeria for the presidential election petition. The court has already dismissed and inco- as incompetent the case, the Allied People's Movement, that's the APM filed, to nullify President Bola Tinubu's election. Having resolved the sole issue of this petition against the petitioner, this petition 
held to be devoid of any merit. That's and more coming up on the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please stay on for details. Many thanks for your company. We start off from the camp of the NPP and the decision by former Minister of Trade and Industry, Alan Kujuche Mating, to withdraw from the NPP flag bearer race continues to generate mixed public reactions. Chamating cites alleged intimidation and attacks on his agents, as well as what he perceives as a biased attempt to favor a particular candidate following the outcome of the recently held superdelegate election. However, this decision has triggered widespread discussions about his political fate here Here's a news desk report. Rumors of Alan Chamantin's withdrawal from the NPP flag parachute race had filled the air with many dismissing the claim. Political marketing consultant Professor Kobe Mensa is equally surprised by the decision of Alan Chamantin to withdraw from the race. I don't think that quite a number of us, especially those uh, political watchers, had actually anticipated uh, this coming. It's a huge indictment to the process. However, spokesperson for the Baumia campaign, Nana Kumia, seemed to have anticipated this move. We believe it's a good step that Honorable Alan Chermantin has taken. Spokesperson for the Alan Chermantin campaign, Yabuabina Samoa, says the decision should be seen as a courageous act. Um, Chermantin is not going to deny himself uh, to the people of Ghana. He said that he consults, and after consultation, he will come out and define his role. Deputy General Secretary of the NPP, Haruna Mohamed, says the party is yet to be formally informed. We have not officially received any communication from Mr. Alan Koju Chermantin. Now let's listen to the opinions from the public regarding this particular decision by Alan Kojochemating. For me, if I were to be somebody who advised Alan, I wouldn't have even advised him to even go into this, con- this contest in the first place. So him being resigning wasn't something you know new to person uh, me, persons like me. If you look at Alan Chemating, I think there was an attempt to kick him out of NPP for quite a long, uh, for a, a bit, a long time ago. Looking at the contest between him and Akufuadu. And then his ministerial appointment. For me, I think that Chief Alan has has made uh, a good decision, a bold decision to withdraw from the elections. The reality is that looking at how uh, the results went uh, a week ago and then how the establishment has whipped everybody in line, it would have been suicidal for him to have continued the elections in, in November. Now, while Alan Jermating has not clearly communicated his future plans, political marketing expert Professor Kobe Mensah advises him to move towards an independent candidacy for the 2024 general elections. I think that they would be one of the fundamental shocks, you know, or one of the key things that could actually happen to this country. Remember, in those days when, you know, we're having independent candidates, uh, we've had, you know, other parties, I mean, other personalities contest on the so-called you know, third-party platforms like CPP and PPP afterwards. We had Hindu leadership of CPP. It didn't actually make the impact that people expected it. Of course, Hindu, a mogul in business, but didn't have the political clout at the time. 
He moved on to form PPP. He never had that impact. Mm. We had Abu Sakara on CPP platform. Yeah. Couldn't have him. If Alan Chermantin and if he goes independent, I think that can actually strategically change the path of this country. Remember, in recent times uh, than before, there had been a lot of crave towards a third force. And then, of course, the forces so-called that we've had in the past did not have the kind of weight that I think Alan has. If he had to go independent, I think that would be a landmark. And perhaps it could cause a, a yeah. particular especially for MPP. Mm. We can hear from political scientist Dr. Sasanto insists he could have still won the election despite the challenges. Who is that soothsayer saying that Alan will lose? Who is that? And where did he see that? <laughs> it doesn't come in like that. <laughs> no, it's not the case. The man has seen something entirely wrong with the process and he's convinced beyond reasonable doubt that nothing would change come November 4th. He is a rational human being and things that would not inure to his benefits, he will obviously... Uh, Shelve it. So that is the decision we are taking. Are you by this saying that Bajajaku also saw the defeat on the wall? No. No. They are saying that this is a party that whose members pride themselves of being a democratic party, being in tune with rule of law and the rest of them. So what they are saying is nothing but an aberration, which they believe that they don't want to be associated with. Well, the NPP has been reacting to this um, particular decision to withdraw from the race in the last few minutes. And my colleague, Elton Brobe, joins me in studio. What's the party saying, Elton? So this is signed by the General Secretary of the MPP, Justin Kodia. The leadership of the MPP acknowledges the, the receipt of a letter dated September 5, 2023, signed by the Honorable John Alan Kodjocha Martin, and the content therein duly noted. Uh, the statement says that we note we regret Honorable Chairman Tin's decision to withdraw from the upcoming presidential primaries of the MPP. It is worthy to note that both the election committee and the disciplinary committee have initiated comprehensive investigations into all reported incidents of violation and infractions that are alleged to have occurred at various voting centers during the superdelegates election, which was held on Saturday, August 26, 2023. We wish to reassure all stakeholders and the general public that the report of the aforementioned committees will be made readily available and persons who may be found culpable of any wrongdoing will be held accountable. And this is signed by Justin Kodia Frimpon, General Secretary of the MPP. And so the party has accepted the decision of Alan Kujoche Mantin to withdraw from the race. Regrettably, yes. Okay. Well, that's um, the statement from the NPP. Well, the stakes are still high and tension still building among camps of the flag bearer aspirants as the NPP prepares for this particular November uh, Congress. And today, the positions on the ballots will be determined, which is a critical step in the build-up to the final decider on who leads the party for the 2024 general elections. My colleague Samuel Imbura of our political desk is at the NPP headquarters joins us. Do we know who places what on the paper? And for, for now, that cannot be confirmed because the balloting process hasn't begun. But what we do know is that the election committee members are ready. Two of the aspirants are here by themselves, Kennedy Japan and Dr. Fria Koto. We are still expecting the camp of Dr. Mahmoud Baumia and Adai Nimo uh, to come for this uh, balloting. Uh, but what I can also add is that the EC um, is also here to conduct the exercise. So for now, the exercise hasn't begun, but there's a brief meeting before the balloting. Well, ahead of the balloting, though, uh, tell us, what's the talk at the NPP headquarters about this decision uh, regarding Alan Kujuche Mantin's withdrawal? I'm sure you've been finding out from the various camps as well. What, uh, what has been your reaction? 
Well, they, there's a possibility of some of the aspirants also pulling out. That's the snipers of information I'm picking uh, since I came to the MPP headquarters. But we know rumors are still um, going around as to whether the four of them would be going for the November Congress or the uh, others will also fall or form alliance with the standing uh, aspirants. But what I can say is that there's a level of mixed reaction even at the headquarters here regarding the withdrawal of Alan Chamanti from the race. Well, that's my colleague Samuel Imbura. We are watching closely happenings at the NPP headquarters. Let me switch camp to the NDC headquarters now. And former President John Mahama is demanding the Electoral Commission publish its names, pictures of persons recruited to undertake the upcoming limited voter registration exercise. Further, he wants the EC to disclose the number of workstations deployed for the exercise. From Tuesday, September 12 to Monday, October 2, 2023, the Electoral Commission will open the voters' register for the registration of new voters ahead of the district level elections. The Electoral Commission is hoping to register over 1.3 million new voters by the close of the exercise. The former president, who is the NDC's presidential candidate for the 2024 elections, also wants the EC to reconsider the decision to hold the registration at only their district offices. I wish to add my voice to those who have called on the EC to reconsider its decision to restrict the registration exercise to its district offices only. Acquiring a voter ID card affirms one's right to vote and access to a voter ID card should be easy and not limited by location. Every Ghanaian deserves the chance to exercise this democratic right. I strongly urge the Electoral Commission to facilitate the registration exercise in all its electoral areas to allow for easy access and a reduced burden on the citizenry in their quest to register. I challenge the Commission to be more transparent with the processes preceding the start of the limited voter registration exercise, the replacement of voter ID cards and the transfer of votes, as has been requested in a formal letter to the Commission by the General Secretary of the NDC. We want to know when the names and pictures of the registration supervisors, registration officers, registration assistants and other officials for the exercise will be published at the district level as stipulated by the EC regulations. So in that social media broadcast, the former president also accused the Akufado administration of running down the country. We're seeing a daily cost of living skyrocket and job opportunities are becoming more difficult by the day. Our people, the youth, the elderly, drivers, market women, civil servants, security personnel, teachers, journalists, nurses and doctors are all experiencing a sense of hopelessness on a scale never witnessed in recent memory. Closely on the back of these concerns, the former president has an appeal to first-time voters. Registering and acquiring a voter ID card to vote in the December 2024 presidential and parliamentary elections is not just a basic civic duty, it is an obligation. Our starting point to effect real change in our country is to register and vote. You and I have a collective responsibility to use our votes wisely to hold our leaders accountable and demand the change we desperately need.
Former President John Dramani Mahama. Now, the special prosecutor is preparing to go to court to seek confirmation from a judge to enable the office to hold on to seized money and frozen accounts of former Water and Sanitation Minister Cecilia Abinadapa. The special prosecutor yesterday invoked its powers to st still take custody of the money days after the High Court asked the office to return same in the ruling last week. Although the OSP in a statement said it had complied with the order, it said the investigations were still ongoing and believes the money in question is tainted, hence the decision to take custody of it. Lawyer and former member of parliament for Tamale Central, Inusa Fuseni, says the burden is now on Cecilia Abnadapa to establish the source of the funds. He has said the question in his statement. Okay. What he says is that there are conflicting accounts. So that, is, that, is, that gives you an indication of the justification for the seizure. That during the investigation, Cecilia Dapa gave conflicting uh, accounts of how she came by the money. Once they have seized the properties again, what remedy does Cecilia Dapa have in terms of so, try, trying to retrieve those properties? So she has, she has uh, to wait for seven days. And even seven days, nothing happens. Uh, she goes to court for, for or, or with the number of is provided in the law for prosecution to take place and if that does not happen she goes to court to demand the return of the property to her so investigations cannot be torpedoed you can't truncate intentionally investigations into a criminal conduct the interest of the state is contaminated with the interest of individuals in this matter and so individuals want to know where did Ladapa got the money from? She must give reasonable, satisfactory and convincing account of how she came in by the money. That's Inusa Fuseni. Meanwhile, 18-year-old Patience Butcher, the lead suspect in the $1 million theft case, has filed for bail at the circuit court in Accra once again. Now, this comes after the court had turned down several oral applications for bail from her lawyers in court. Uh, Butcher's counsel, Nana Adoe-Sirifi, notified the court of the application. And legal affairs correspondent, Richard Kujunyako, joins me um, on, on the line with details from that. So was she successful this time? No, so the application for bail was challenged by an assistant state attorney, Akusi Ajiman. He filed a formal response as to why the accused should be denied bail. Patients, Butchers lawyers have subsequently prayed for a short adjournment to enable them to respond to the prosecution's affidavit in opposition to the bail. Also, in court, patient Butchers boyfriend, Benjamin Sowa, has also filed an application praying the court for a bill, but there was this was rejected by the presiding judge, Ifia Ousia Apia. The court said, based on his role in the alleged theft case and the manner in which he was arrested in Tamale, the court was not inclined to grant him bail at this stage of the case. So, MFA, let me apprise you of other development. Yaya Sumaila, an excavator operator who is the seventh accused person, was also granted bail. Sumaila was then admitted to bail in the sum of 300,000 Ghana cities with two charities to be justified. So, Pelbe the bill condition the charities must be resident within the jurisdiction is also to deposit his passport at the registry of the court and report to the police once every fortnight now this brings to four the total number of suspects granted bill in this case they are job pomari sarah jay 
Christiana Achap and Sumaila. So I've been engaging the lawyers of the accused who have been granted bail, and they tell me they are yet to meet the bail conditions set by the court. They have indicated they will formally apply to the court for variation of the bail conditions. Thank you for the updates. That's Richard Kojo Nyako. Let's focus on climate now. And Africa's voice on the phenomenon of climate change has been elevated this week in Kenya's capital city, Nairobi. The UN Africa Climate Week is holding alongside the inaugural Africa Climate Summit under the theme Green Growth and Climate Finance for Africa and the World. On Climate Focus, Kofi Etudonfe reports on the commitments to deliver concrete climate action for Africa. Voices of grassroots groups and climate activists from across Africa have been high in Nairobi this week. Elizabeth Wathuti represents the African Youth Climate Assembly. We seek to elevate youth participation and inclusion in climate governance, forging pathways towards sustainable development and green growth. And we urge you, our esteemed leaders, to join hands with us in this endeavor. The reality of the climate crisis has dawned on Africa. The Africa Climate Summit has focused on delivering climate positive growth and financing solutions for Africa and the world. Summit host President William Roto of Kenya says the event cannot be business as usual. An opportunity oriented focus on climate action is the engine for propelling Africa into a, a realm of stability and prosperity. That's our climate focus. Meanwhile, President Okofado says government's flagship programs like the One Village, One Dam initiative are geared towards addressing the impact of climate change on the economy. He's been addressing the ongoing summit. In our flagship programs, whether they are the programs for planting for food and jobs, or One Village, One Dam, or One District, One Factory, are all geared towards boosting industrialization and rural development, as well as building our resilience to the impacts of climate change. The strategic focus of the One Village, One Dam initiative, for example, in the northern regions of our country, is to provide all year round access to water to smallholder farmers who practically have no viable or livelihood alternatives during the long dry season. Well, we can hear the verdict of convener of the media coalition against illegal mining, Dr. Kenneth Tashigbe, and lawyer Martin Pebud is agreeing, saying government's efforts to combat the impact of climate change, especially illegal mining activities in forests, have been abysmal. They spoke on the morning show. So in terms of the policy, and you see we have a lot of the policy initiatives, but in terms of their effectiveness, in terms of our ability to actually police the things that we ought to do. So we're supposed to have been tagging our uh, these excavators and all of that but uh, you know so you with all of these things done what is the impact what is the output so i haven't seen any verifiable improvement i haven't and the ghana water so one of the indicia will be ghana water the last time i heard ghana water they were complaining that the cost of processing the water is gone up. They were very clear that because of Galamsey activity. So Ghana Water and our Forestry Commission, they say a picture is worth a thousand ways. We have seen illegal mining going on right under the, the, the nose of the Forestry Commission. 
Time for a quick breather here on the Midday News. We've been hearing from Alan Chematin's withdrawal and the reactions, the mixed reactions that has come up. The NPP also describing that withdrawal as regrettable and assures of steps to address his concerns. We've also been hearing from former President Mahama demanding the Electoral Commission provides the names, pictures of persons recruited to undertake the upcoming limited voter registration exercise. The Midday News is proudly sponsored by Petrol Soul. Your clean fall in full quantity, Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Drew Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. When we return from the break, we have sport and then we head to Abuja, Nigeria. Already the case brought before it by Allied People's Movement has been thrown out by the presidential election petition court. There's more on that. Having resolved the sole issue of this petition against the petitioner, this petition held to be devoid of any merit. are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source, clean fuel in full quantity. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no bath, in no chop. Where it vanish for your area for two weeks. Uh-huh. You not get one drop safe inside your tank. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor get water with water tank. Water, water tank. tank? Yes, water tank. Mamma mia, that water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Kumasi Selenium. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana and that water tank they carry water pe, pe, pe. so say some logo left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank! Ask my boss, Mr. Foncho Gutor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank by Duraplast. Thanks for staying with us here on the Midday News. Let's do sports. Mark, what do we have? Thank you very much, Emma. For now, the hearing for the injunction application mm-hmm. against the 2023 Ghana Football Association elections has once again been postponed. A new court date hearing is now set for September 19. This means the election still remains indefinitely suspended. Remember, Kim Faisal, they took this legal action simply because they want the Ghana Football Association to elect their reps, such as the Executive Council and, of course, the RFA, the Regional Football Association, before the presidential election takes place. Now, quickly before I go, Ghanaian midfielder Kamal Sowa has completed his loan move to Belgian side Standard Liège. The deal has an option for a permanent contract. That's your spot. Thank you very much Mubarak. Now in a move that could potentially reshape Ghana's fishing industry, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia has officially inaugurated the automated premix fuel dispensing and monitoring system. Head of our Greek and Maritime Desk, Richard Kujunyako, has more in the following report. For generations, the redemix songs of Ghanaian fishermen have echoed along the shores of the Atlantic Ocean. As the sun paints the sky with hues of orange and gold, these hard-working men cast their net into the deep blue sea, a practice that has sustained their community for ages. 
with time many of the fisher folk drifted away from the casting of nets to the use of outboard motors that requires fuel to propel their movements the introduction of premixed fuel that's supposed to be a blessing turned into their worst nightmares as hoarding corruption and smuggling took center stage you had protocol distributions and a takeover essentially by politicians of either party over the process of the distribution of premiums. And so you had shortages, you had black market activity, diversion, and calabulic in the behavior of the industry. Vice President Dr. Mahamud Baumia speaking at the inauguration of the premix automation and monitoring system at Elmina. Well, that's Richard Kudunyako's report. Now, the Kumasi Metropolitan Assembly has asked traders occupying a weak commercial building in the central business district of Edum to vacate immediately. Nanabwachi Yadom has been monitoring the situation as far as this report. Metropolitan Chief Executive Samuel Pine says after its structural investigation, it has identified that the building is defective and inappropriate for occupation. The building is a very defective building. When they started development, came to the notice of the Special Planning Committee, and we commissioned our officers to do um, some tests on it. Um, apart from that, the, the owner of the property itself also commissioned some um, structural engineers to work on it. And their report suggests that, yes, it's a very defective building, which can collapse at any time. Tenants have been asked to vacate the structure ahead of a planned demolition exercise. For we came here today to give them a final warning and that from Monday, if they've not moved out, we're going to barricade the place and make sure we don't experience any catastrophe. From Kumase, my name is Nana Bwachitankweyad. And um, to Abuja, Nigeria, the presidential election petition court um, sitting in Abuja has dismissed as incompetent the case that Allied People's Movement, APM, filed to nullify President Bola Tinubu's election. The court held that issues the APM raised in its petition contain pre-election matters that could only be determined by the federal court, high court. You can listen to portions of that ruling. There is nothing in the constitution which robs a presidential candidate of his right to nominate his associate, who shall be his renommate for the office of president. There is also nothing that invalidates the nomination of a new associate by a presidential candidate as his renommate after the withdrawal of a previous associate. So long as the nomination of the new associate was submitted to the first respondent 90 days before the election as mandated by Section 31 of the Electoral Act 2022. This contention of the petitioner is therefore discountenance. It is therefore my view that, uh, that the position of a person as vice presidential candidate not being subject to primary election, the provision of Section 33 of the Electoral Act 2022 would not apply.